0: Let's lift up our hands one more time across this auditorium. You know, this is um, a holy gathering because it's not about any man. It's not about uh, a performance on a stage. It is about Jesus. And you know, I was reminded um, when, when we were lifting up the name of Jesus... And uh, and just a couple times, just twice, you know, mercy uh, got us to lift up the name of Jesus together, and we declared Jesus. I was reminded. Someone can help me with the scripture. I mean, you, you're all scholars, so you, you probably will know better than me. But um, in Acts 19, in Acts 19, there was a bunch of people when they heard that uh, concerning Paul um, and and his his mission. That they lifted not not God's people, they lifted up their, their, their voices in one accord for two hours and declare for two hours and declared the God of the Ephesians. Diana, the God of Ephesians. They lifted up her, her voice, the, the the name of that God for two solid hours in one accord. And and um, we struggle. I'm not saying we, but You know, some people, why why is that even necessary to lift up the name of Jesus? Why why, why even do that for two solid minutes? Not not that even we did. But are we a people who was willing to lift up the name of Jesus for two hours? Imagine if, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, we have all these schedules and stuff, you know, uh, hey, a two-hour service is about right. What if for the whole two hours we lifted up no other name but the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. Where it's like, hey, we want to make it known to every body part. To everybody. To the spiritual realm that there is a Lord. And his name is Jesus. And that spirit to sow discord. That that spirit to put people in a pit where there is no water. I'm telling you. That starving spirit. That spirit of discouragement. The spirit of infirmity. Like we declared, it's not above the name of Jesus. It isn't every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess you know what Jesus is Lord now we know it and we can say it you know my, my little girl she, she whispered in my ear she said you know dad I, I feel the Spirit of God just told me just because you, you, you said that well you, you may as well say it good. Uh, come on come on girl praise the Lord man it's awesome She's practically an expert. I think you know how this... This is not your first rodeo, is it? What did he say? What did he tell me? I said that even people that go to church don't go to heaven. So so what's the good news? Well, give us some answers. Amen. That <laughs> um, if you just go to church and feel like, if I go to church, I'll be saved and I'll go to heaven, there's more to it. You have to believe... That God is your Lord and Savior, and that He's the leader of your life, and yeah. that's the only way. Yeah. So you be- you believe in your heart. Thank you, Abia. You can turn it off as well. And unless you got anything else, you got anything else to show No, you're all good. You can tell my wife's away. You know. Um, because the hair are usually all like plaited and braided and not that usually it looks beautiful you know i mean you look beautiful did daddy do a good job this morning huh we had we had funny games in the house this morning didn't we we had our corgis you know like eating other animals and uh, we had murder scenes in our back garden and so i had to deal with all of that and oh praise praise the lord I, little Avia, she's like so compassionate she's there trying to um, you know, resuscitate, you get a heartbeat of these like birds, the pigeons that got attacked, these flying rats you know, pigeons but um, but praise the Lord you know um, whatever you what just said is so true you know you, you can come to church you know, but just like you know, you can be in a garage, doesn't make you a car Going to church doesn't make you a Christian, doesn't make you a believer. What, what you have to do is you, ha- you have to um, accept that you're in need of a Savior. You know, salvation begins with humility. I cannot do this on my own. I need help. I'm on the way to hell. I don't accept Jesus who paid the price for my sin then I have to pay for it and the wages of sin is death so I can either pay it or accept that Jesus paid it and receive his life because he took my death and, and it's recognizing not only Jesus is Lord but it's believing in your heart that God sent his son for me, for you And accepting the Son of God as your Savior and believing. You died for me. And I now make a conscious decision to accept you as my Lord and personal Savior. And this is how I do it. Father, because I believe in my heart, I also confess with my mouth. I vocalize your Lordship over my life. You know, with what Esther prayed about, you know... I wasn't here for the prayer time, but you know, Dr. Campbell gave gave us a bit of an insight about the end of days. Time times is this chapter for the church age is coming to an end. We're not in the last days (plural). I believe we're in the last hour of the last day, and we haven't really got, you know, uh, much time. But I believe we've got enough time to make a mark that cannot be uh, erased. Amen. I believe we've just got a little window of time to get as many people born again as possible. Amen. But we have to come to a realization. Do you know what? Uh, I, I, I cannot do life trying on my own. And uh, we've all been there. Hey, I just keep on slipping up. I keep on messing up. Well, you will continue to unless you invite help on board. His name is Jesus. And it's more than just a little bit of counsel and a little bit of support. It's completely transforming you. Amen. Empowering you. Placing his spirit on the inside of you. Amen. Where his residential presence comes and dwells on the inside of you. You become a habitation for God. He indwells you. Amen. He makes you brand new. He gives you. He sets you on course for uh, heaven eternally. Oh, hallelujah. So these are not times to be afraid. These are times to, uh, to embrace and make the most of it. Amen. Uh, but But if you're struggling in life, the answer is not coming to church. Just like if you need... Your hands cleaned. The answer is not going to the shop that sells soap. The answer is not even going to the factory that manufactures the soap. Because how many know you can still work in a soap factory and send soap around the world and you know, so that other people can have clean hands and yet still be dirty yourself unless you pick up a bar of soap and use it and apply it. and and could there be ministers could there be people who work even in churches who send the gospel around the world and televise the message uh, so that people may be cleaned up and yet still not be themselves so everyone must examine themselves and go do you know what can you just move on I'm already saved well just examine yourself let the work of the Holy Spirit I said let, let the work of the Holy Spirit you know the revival in the Hebrides um, they, they said this they said and, and people talked about it and wrote about it they said it was like the holiness of God sought us out Psalmist David said "All right, I'll search my own heart but I invite you God seek, search me out father if there be anyone in this room if there be anyone in this room who needs to make jesus the lord of their life father i thank you you draw men to you by the power of the holy spirit i pray that you pull on the heartstrings of men in this this room men women young and old and everyone in between i pray that father by the spirit that you womb close to you and help them make a decision of quality. They've got to accept it, we know. Holy Spirit, I pray you help them, even right now. If you're here under the sound of my voice, you know that you know that you know you're not right with the Lord. And you know, maybe you've come, you come to church, you even help others, you know, get to church. But you're not right with the Lord and you need to rededicate your life for such a time as this. If you're here, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Or maybe you have time ago, but you want to recommit your life and you want to know that you know that you know that you're off to heaven. You want the two-ton weight of your past to be rolled off, uh, out of, uh, off of your shoulders and placed into the hands of, of your God, your, your Savior. Then after the count of three, I'm going to ask you to lift up your hand if you want to receive Jesus. If you want to receive forgiveness. If you want to rededicate your life. If you want to make a decision and say, hey, I'm willing to lift up my hand and say, today marks the day. What day is it? 15th of October. Today marks the day, the 15th of October, where I made the decision of quality. not, Not to turn away, but to turn wholeheartedly to the king. And never again draw back. Never again draw back. And let the Spirit of God search you out. I'm going to invite you in a moment. I'm telling you, I'm t- Jesus wrote to the churches in Revelation. And I believe it's in chapter 3. He said, "He said there is, a, there, is a, there is a form of Christianity I cannot stand. And that is lukewarm Christianity you're either going to be cold or hot but if you're lukewarm I must spit you out I can't contain that in me I must get you out now that's strong words because it grieves the father when people draw back I had this speak to my heart strongly when we we just had a Friday fire fire is what they use to heat up water they didn't have electric hobs at that time when that was written. But fire. So, any, so those who were lukewarm had once upon a time fire under them. Because cold water gets hot when it's placed under fire. But when it's taken away from the fire, then it cools down and becomes lukewarm. It drew away from the fire. and So Jesus was saying, but hey, the cold, cold ones, the cold ones, they never, they, they never tasted the fire. They, 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 they were never under the fire, uh, over the fire. And so they never drew back. And that's what God does not like and cannot handle is when people draw back. said, I prefer you not to know anything about God than to know all about God and yet draw back from God. You know, if someone has a temperature, the doctors could talk into this better than I could. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, uh, the temperature of a body um, uh, gives an indication that something's wrong. That something's wrong. Temperature. Someone say temperature. 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 Something's wrong. Something's amiss. And it's, it's an indication of a condition within that is causing the outward Temperature. You hearing what I'm saying? So, when somebody's not red hot or someone, somebody's not at the right temperature in their Christian walk, it's an indication of the condition within that is not right. It's an internal condition. And unless we fix that, so that unless that's fixed, now, now God wants to deal with that. He, he, he loves us. Amen. And He wants every person on fire. He wants everybody on fire. Not for a week. On fire for a month and then you draw away from the fire. He's like, I can't stand that. Thank you, Lord. And it begins with saying, I am wholly yours. It's a decision. I am a holy. Yours. And from now on I, I do what you ask of me. I will go where you sent me. I will stay where I'm stationed. I will shut up when I need to shut up and I'll say what you give me to say. I will steward what you place in my hand and I will not be upset by what I haven't been entrusted to steward. And the moment you say, give it to the hands of that person, that I will do whatever. And that is, Jesus being Lord of your life. Lord, if I'm in the wrong career and I've spent tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands on my education, spent two decades, three decades getting to where I am in my career. But this was not your idea. This was my idea, my parents' idea. This is how they shaped me. This is, how I found my, this is where I found myself to be. But really, this is not what I'm going to have to give an account for. But really, you're calling me to go over here. and You're calling me to do this. And you're calling me to do that. And now that you're truly, my Lord, I'm, I'm willing to, to do whatever it is that you're asking of. This is Jesus being your Lord. Hallelujah. Not just your Savior, but Jesus being your Lord. are you willing to leave? your nation willing to leave, your father and mother living willing to leave. Friends, or whatever whatever it is God, God tells you to do. Are you willing to leave houses and lands for the gospel's sake? Are you willing to leave everything for the gospel to follow Him? If so, then Jesus is well pleased with you, And your actions will show it. Amen. My actions, my actions, uh, Man, this applies to me just as it applies to everyone in this room. Amen. Who who believes that, you know, everyone's so interested in leadership. What about followership? Every good leader is a great follower. Amen. I want to become a better follower. Amen. You know, instead of me trying to make it, and me trying to get there, why, why don't I just become a really good follower? Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you. And I'll make you a fisher of men. Here, here, listen. Following is our department. The making is his department. And he'll make you. Woo! You are worth dying for. Come on, somebody. God is worth you, you, your ego dying. You, 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 all us, he's worth dying for. Woo. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. So if you're here and you're like, do you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready it's about time I know it but I'm ready right now this is the time 15th of October to surrender all to Jesus and give my life to him if you're here you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life Woo, he's here if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life you want the two-ton weight to come off of your shoulders two-ton weight of sin and shame and the past to come off and be rolled onto his you want to receive him as your Lord you want to rededicate your life and say, today's the day where I'm full on, fully on board, fully on board. I refuse to come to church and be no different. If that's you, come on. After three, lift up your hand. One, two, three. Lift it up high. Praise God. Come on, lift up your, ha- your hand if that's you. I see that hand. Praise the Lord. Come on. You're saying, that's me. I'm going to give it all. I see, see those hands at the back. I see that hand. Hallelujah. I give my all. So enough is enough. Thank you, Father. Praise God. I'm going all in. Woo! Come on, I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going all in. Praise Anyone else? I'm going all in. I believe there's a there's a, there's even more I can give. Anyone else believe there's even more that you can give? Anyone? Yeah, but I've been saved for two decades. I know how this works. Yeah, I'm, I'm practically an expert Christian. No, there's more. There's, there's more that you can give. Amen. So, Father, here we are as a company that I love so much, this faith company. I love what you've done here. Thank you, Lord, for bringing these people together. I see their faces. I see the color. I see the diversity. And I'm so thankful. That you bring my family from Hungary. You bring my, my, my wife from Canada. You bring Americans and Nigerians. and you, you bring lifers. And you bring those who are from the east side and the west side and of the world and the the south, and the north, all over the, the world, all over Europe. And you bring them here, together. Thank you. Thank you. And as a company, Lord, we say, Lord, we surrender all to King Jesus. Thank you for being so good and gracious to us. You know, there was a few people who lifted their hand, but I believe we can all pray this together. Father God, here I am. I commit myself to you. Thank you for sending your son for me, Jesus Christ. I believe he is your son. I believe you were sent for me. To cleanse me. Renew me. Make me brand new. I accept you. Jesus. Not only as my saviour. But as my king. As my lord. Since I believe. In my heart. I confess with my mouth. Jesus. Is. My Lord, thank you for saving me. Thank you for making me born again. (laughs) Now fill me afresh. Fill me with your spirit. Oh, touch me. Empower me. Oh, Lord, make me a firebrand. A torch in your hand. A weapon in your hand make a mark in my generation that will never be able to be erased in Jesus name and in my own way I say thank you thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord Lord. Lord. glory Father we pray for the youth we thank you for using We thank you, Lord, that they are the next leaders who are coming up. And Lord, you'll use their mouth. You'll you'll use their talent. You'll use their vessel. You'll use the gifts that you place on the inside of them to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I thank you that they will never be afraid. Never be afraid. Never be afraid of their peers. Never be afraid of their teachers. Never be afraid of the exams. They'll never be afraid of Uh, The spirit of timidity that will try and rise his ugly head. They'll never be afraid. They'll do whatever it is, Lord, you asked of them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Youth, you can go now and enjoy. Impact youth. Have an impact full time. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord. With all of our heart. Amen. We love him. Amen. It's wonderful to see you this morning. I want to extend a very warm welcome. To anybody who's here for the very first time, if you're here at uh, Faithlife Center for the very first time, I'd love for you to hey wave back at me. Hey, welcome. Welcome, sir. I've, uh, I've heard a little bit about you guys. Hey, wonderful to, to, to greet you and see you and the family. Wonderful. If there's anyone else who's here for the first time, uh, hey, welcome, 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 welcome. welcome. Uh, anyone else? Praise the Lord. Awesome. Welcome. Wonderful, man. Hey, that's great. We, we have a gift for you, um, we have a welcome back at the Connect desk, if you would turn around and just see uh, this lady, a uh, beautiful uh, lady, I thought you were wearing a high-vis jacket, I was going to ask you, where do you get your high-vis jacket from, Eileen, but no, it's not a high-vis, um, it's just a really colorful jumper, because she is a very colorful person, she, she is full of life, and so is everybody who serves here, and we're so g- glad, and they're glad to serve you, all the new people who came, uh, just go back there, we've got a gift for you, my book is in there and I'd love to uh, bless you with that. So uh, enjoy your time this morning. Amen. Amen. You know, you heard a little bit about my wrestles getting to church this morning. You know, I'm telling you, it is a beautiful thing being married. You know, and my wife has been away. She was at a conference yesterday in Harrogate. Um, of course, where. Where one church in three locations, Preston, Faith Life Preston, Faith Life Harrogate. And, of course, ben, uh, Pastors Benny and Linda, they, they also run uh, Wisdom of Faith Ministries. And, and so she was putting up a conference yesterday, a women's conference. And so she was having a time, and she stayed over last night with my eldest. And she's ministering this morning in Harrogate. And there's a reason why I was talking about her. Yeah, uh, because I didn't have her help this morning. And so my house looked... Revolutionary different, you know. My, my everything was different. You know what the kids ate last night was different. What they usually eat Saturday night. This morning was different. Um, but but God's good. Amen. There's grace to tap, isn't there, right. man? But it's a it's a blessed thing to be married. Amen. So anyway, but but I, I was thinking, you know what? My wrestle is not against flesh and blood. Yeah. You know, with all the rain we got, and my kids, you know, nice shoes, and you know, like. You know, white white clothing and they're going out in the the, the garden, it's all muddy and getting muddy and it's time for church and they're trying to resuscitate birds that have got killed by my dogs and I'm I'm like, Lord But our wrestle is not against flesh and blood. You know, there's all kinds of stuff happening in the world right now. And uh, I'm going to read some some scriptures. I'm not going to major on it because I don't think I can do it justice. And I I need more time to pray into the last days. But I I feel that we need to talk more about the last days and the finish line. Amen. Um, You know, much is going to happen. Jesus said much about it. He said in Matthew 24, uh, but this is not my message. I'm, I'm just... I'm just adding this this is the free part of the service amen uh, it's all free amen but um but but here in matthew twenty four verse six it says, You will hear of wars How are we hearing of wars uh and rumors of wars are we hearing rumors, but see to it this says the n i v you got this is our responsibility. see to it that you are not alarmed, so So the rumors, their their design, the rumors is to alarm you. To set off an alarm in you and your soul to start going crazy. What is going to happen? What about this? Even just forget wars for a moment. Uh, just rumors. Did you, did you hear they're saying this? D- did you hear this is going to happen? Did you hear that you know, uh, uh, house prices are going to slum at, you know, for a long period of time? And we just bought our house. That means we're going to have negative e- equity. All this. You understand know what I'm saying? It is designed to alarm you. But we are a people who ought never be alarmed. Amen. Oh, well, you never know what God's going to do. No, He's predictable. Why? Because you can know Him. I said you can know Him, and you can know His will. Well, God works in mysterious, mysterious ways. If you don't know Him, it's mysterious. But you can know Him. Amen. And the, the chief um, responsibility, and really was, uh on the Holy Spirit's job description is concerning the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's job description is to show you things to come. So he's going to show us things to come. So he can show us things. Man, very grateful. For, I'm so grateful for that. Anyone else grateful? That, that the Holy Spirit goes, hey, let me show you what's around the corner before you take the, call, take the turn. He's like, hey, Lord, let me show you what's around the corner before you even take a turn. I, like, no one lives like that. Really? No, that's how Christians ought to live. It's called being led by the Holy Spirit. And you can learn how to be led by the Spirit. Think about it. You know, uh, Dr. Cameron was talking about, or someone was talking about, um, Mercy, I'm sure, was talking about it. You know, when the prophet um, said, um, hey, open my servant's eyes that he may see. So, see what? Those that are for us are more than those who are against us. In other words, um, you know, uh, they're already present. The help is there. So the prophet didn't say, oh God, would you please send the help? No, the help was present, but the, his servant was not seeing the present help because they were encircled by an army that wanted to uh, wipe them out. And so sometimes you've got to see through. So i say see through. You've got to see through the army that's surrounding you and see the army that's surrounding the army that's surrounding you. That's right. So you've got to discern spiritually. And, you know, this is how the enemy dominates people. He keeps people in the dark. There's a, um, there's a, uh, a missionary, a Chinese missionary. In fact, I, I got a chance to to, to sit with them and speak with him. Phenomenal guy, actually. He's an American, actually. But he, he went over there to to China. As a missionary. Anyway. So I had a bit of time. I came to one of my meetings in America. Just in the summer. And, uh, and anyway. He was offered some food. But it was pitch black. The place that he was. You know. Going. And of course. You know. The Bible says. You know. Uh, when. As a missionary. As a, as, a, as a minister. Wherever you go. Whatever they put in front of you. Man. It's, it's just take it. Just receive it. Just call. Say it's blessed. Amen. But He. He was happy to eat with them, and a bowl was placed in front of him, and it was, it, it was, it was warm, um, somewhat warm, uh, more like lukewarm, uh, lukewarm. Anyway, and so he knew it was like some kind of soup, but then he put his fork in, and, and it was, there was meat in there, but it was stone-cold meat. And he ate it, and, and he drank whatever the liquid was. And then afterwards, you know, he, he, he wiped his face, and he saw in his hand there was blood all over his hand. So he got a napkin and wiped it, and it, it was like, it was full of blood. And then he realized, and they told him what he had eaten, and it, it was raw pork in, in uh, blood soup. Can you imagine eating that? <laughs> no, thank you. Um, it's a little bit worse than black pudding in your full English breakfast. A little bit worse than that. Um, <clears throat> a lot worse than that. But why? Why did he eat that? Because he couldn't see it. So there's a lot of people taking stuff in because they they're, they're, they're in the dark. You understand what I mean? But but we ought not. We don't have to be in the dark, people. I so said we don't have to be ignorant. We can be aware. And when we're aware, we are not alarmed because we've, we've been in the place of the Spirit and we're, we're prayers and prayer gives previews to what's happening. Woo! So, so amen. Praise the Lord. So, uh, you will hear wars. You will hear rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen. But the end is still to come. Nation will rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be uh, famines, earthquakes in various places, plural. All these are the beginnings of birth pains. There, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people because of the increase of wickedness. The love of most, the NIV says, will grow cold. The love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm... The one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Someone say, "Stands firm." I'm going to read some scriptures here. This I am uh, in week 41, and we're talking about environment. And, you know, uh, get out before, get them out before you get get them up. But that's the title of the devotion. But but, and I'll eventually get there. Look at this, Ephesians chapter six. Man, I'm happy to be here. I'm so pleased to be in the house of, the, of God. I was, I was pleased when they said to me, it's Sunday. It's time to go to the house of the Lord. Amen. Notice this. This is in verses, I'm going to read verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Your fight is not against people. Your enemy is not people. Amen. People are not the enemy. Satan is the enemy. Amen. Amen. And Satan hates people. The enemy hates people. He hates me and he hates you. He doesn't want to make your life unhappy. He wants to kill you. That's what he wants to do. Now, our wrestle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against your mother-in-law. It's not against your auntie. It's not, a, it's not against your husband. The, the fight is not people. But, it, but there are principalities, powers, Rulers of darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. First heaven, second heaven, third heaven. I can't get into it, but there's an atmospheric uh, realm, the, the atmosphere that surrounds this planet. You know, the, it, the enemy operates from. And um, of course, the third heaven is is heaven. You know, Paul said, "I was caught up to the third heaven." That's heaven. That's where that's where we. That's where our Savior is, at the right hand of the Father. Amen. Thank God that we can enjoy heaven on earth. In other words, when you slip out of your body and get there to heaven, it won't be the first time you went there. It ought not to be. Amen. Amen. Our wrestling against people, it's against, it's against, what is it against? Principalities, powers, rulers of of darkness, of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, the day we're living in, and having done all to stand. So what's going to help us stand? What's going to help us stand in this evil time? Like we heard Jesus talk about. Well, um, the armory. He said, "Put on the full armor of God." Amen. And so, so the head of the church, that's Jesus. He's given me and you weapons. Yeah. I'm in possession of weapons. Yeah. Amen. Anyone else? Yeah. Turn, turn your Bibles to Second Corinthians chapter ten. I want to touch on this. Woo! Thank you, Lord. It's beautiful. What an, what an hour to live in. No one ought to be afraid. No one. When I quizzed my parents, when they were persecuted for the gospel's sake, KGB, spies coming into the, to the house in Hungary, underground churches. He says, there was just an overwhelming peace in the place we would meet in our house. There was peace. No fret. We could have been put in prison, we could have been separated as a family, but there was peace. Thank God for peace. Yeah, but I've, you know, I've lost my car keys, I've lost my peace. If losing your car keys is going to cause you to lose your peace, then, then we've got a bit of a journey. Maybe you're not wearing a sock of the armory available to you, but the head of the church has given us weapons, and they're not carnal, they're mighty now, I'm not trying to dis- disrespect anybody. If you've lost your keys and that sends, sends you off into a, a wobble, then, then we can help you. Amen. Because we want to help every, every person. Amen. But that's not the way to live. Can we all agree with that? It's not the way to live being shaken by every circumstance of life. Amen. So... So here in Second Corinthians chapter ten verse four, I'm going to read, and then verse five. It says, "For the weapons of our warfare, we've got some weapons, and not carnal, but mighty in God. Mighty in God. These are spiritual weapons. Mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ." And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is is fulfilled. Well, what is a weapon? You know, blood, the blood of Jesus is our weapon. Man, do you realize that? I haven't got time to teach on that. But, but praise is a weapon. Ooh, did we sing this morning? This is how we fight our battles. Amen. Come on now. The fight is the Lord's, the battle is the Lord's, victory is ours. How did those in Second Chronicles, is, you know, when Jehoshaphat set the, and appointed the praisers to stand at the very front of, of the, the battle line, um, how did they get the battle out of their hands into God's hands? It was through a transfer that took place through praise and worship. How do, you get, how do I get this battle that's, that I'm, trying, I'm handling right now into the hands of my, my good, good Father? Uh, well, just praise Him. Woo! You know, that, that freedom song, you know, no more shackles, no more chains. You know, I am free. Glory to God. Free, freedom. 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 Freedom, I'm sure there's more words to this, but freedom, it's an easy song for me, you know, no more shackles, no more chains, no more bondage, I am free, and I like to sing it like this, like just to demonstrate, I have no shackles, my wrists are free, my everything, I'm free, woo, Amen. Just doing my stretches this morning. I, I, I've got to watch it. These, ta- pi- these pants—I almost called them—they're trousers here in the UK, by the way—are uh, a little bit tight. So I don't want to split them. That would be—I'd have to preach like this the whole time. <laughs> weapon is our—our our, uh, praise is our weapon. You got—you got to watch—you—you—you got to watch your heart and the children's heart too. Yesterday, one of my children came to me. Last night, one of the younger two said, um, "My heart feels heavy." I said, oh, "Why is that?" I, I was listening to uh, um, some music, uh, but the lyric, li- the, the music not that bad. Um, like the words aren't, aren't bad. It's actually positive, but i I've just feel, I don't I've just feel grieved here. You know, we really we really train our kids how to judge themselves and judge what they're watching training them how to do that themselves yeah we give instruction we train them but we our training involves them investigating is this good for me by by seeing the effects of their 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 heart what's their heart what's the voice of their spirit saying their conscience And uh, I remember a while back, you know, um, looking at a track of another daughter of mine. And and she said, look, it's fine. You know, the words are really good. I said, well, sweetie, the words may be okay. But you don't know the spirit of the songwriter. You don't know the spirit that the songwriter was operating in when they wrote that song. So the words may be okay, but what's the heart behind it? you hear me? And so I hear that in my heart, even when I was preparing this morning. Um, watch, watch your heart. Guard it with all diligence. And parents in the room, really watch it. Help your kids. Train them up to, to know how to watch their heart. It's really important. You know, there is a lot of demonic activity going on in the music and film industry. There is a whole bunch of demonic nonsense, and there is even in even in the the Christian uh, uh, world where you have where you have just people of uh, merchandising ministry. And for your information, you know, uh, worship ministry is not a standalone ministry. It's it's designed to help the fivefold ministry gift. It's not a standalone ministry, and pe- people are creating all kinds of merchandising the very gift that God's given give, given them instead of using it for the benefit of the gospel and aiding and benefiting the 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 ad, advance of the kingdom, which is done through the five speaking offices, the five hold offices. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Amen. It's like people say, you know, I'm a, I'm a medical um, missionary. There is no such thing as that. You, do, you, do you know that mission, The m- missionary is not even in the Bible? Like to be a missionary. Now, you, if you, now hear me out now. Don't get offended. To, to be a missionary, you're either going into a nation to either be an apostle to start some work. To be a prophet to that nation. To be a, 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 an evangelist. Operating as an evangelist. Not just to preach the gospel and see people won. But also train people and equip people to win souls. To pastor a church or to teach. So to have a ministry. Well I've got you know a, a prophetic dance ministry. And we can lay dance around cities. That is not a ministry. I'm not. I'm not. I've got a flag waving ministry. You know, I'm not against flag waving if it has a purpose. You know, if God's told you to wave a flag, but it's not a its not a ministry. I'm serious. And so here's a clue: if you want to, if you're called to—I don't know how we got onto this, but we're on it. So, you know, let's not get off of it if we're on it, right? So, so if you want to be successful in ministry, here's a tip: find it in the Bible. It's got to be biblical. Because if you examine, you know, um, well, we've got street dancing ministry, and that's what we do. We go all over the world, and we dance in streets, and that's our ministry. It's not a biblical ministry. It's an expression of devotion, but it's not a standalone ministry. I'm not against creative ministry. Are you hear me? Some people are like mad at me, like, man, I had a big dream to do this and that. Yeah. Listen. You may even be a dancer. I don't know. You know. You may, you know, do all these things. But it has to, it has to complement a a fivefold ministry. So, hey, I'm a missionary to um, uh, to to Northeast India. All right, great. What are you going to do? Well, I'm a medical um, uh, missionary. No, you're just a doctor going to work in Northeast India and probably do a lot of the things that you're uh, trained to do for free and that's awesome but it's not a ministry a biblical ministry you understand what i'm saying it could support a local ministry a pastor a church for those people in that church and i'm telling you those people who support the fivefold are successful ministries successful ministers. oh my man, man, man thank you father <laughs> thank you lord because you see if you examine biblical ministers like ministers you find in the bible the lord prospers that because it's biblical but you, you all these other things they're always begging did i use that word begging yeah. always asking for money they're always ple- you know go fund me accounts and all this stuff please 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 you know would you do this would you do- well what is what what is it where does it fit in the grand scheme of things? Spiritually. Scripturally. Amen. Find it in the Bible and God will bless it. Amen. Praise, praise the Lord. Even, even prayer ministers that are independent, operating, independent of churches. You've you got to watch that. Because that is to support Existing ministers. Watch these things. We are, we, I'm, I'm got time to mess around anymore. You don't have time to mess around anymore. Right? Amen. Tick, talk, time is ticking. Just talking about time ticking costs us five seconds, six seconds of time. It's precious. And we've got to use it wisely. Um, so watch these things. Watch what we're listening to. And Satan would look, oh man, it came out of my heart a few weeks ago. Say, the reason why Satan hates you is because he can never be you. He said, I will ascend, I, 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 will go, I, will, I will be like the Most High. And God said, no, you can't be like me, but hey... I'm making a new breed of people, my final creation, and they're going to be ma- made in my likeness and his, and, and his image. And so when he looks at you and he looks at me, Satan uh, does, when he looks at us, he's like, oh man, they serve as a reminder of who I always wanted to be but never could be. And that's why he hates us and he lost his job. He was head of, he, was head of, he led the worship. Um, you know, in um, in Ezekiel twenty twenty eight, you can write down the reference Ezekiel twenty eight verses thirteen to fourteen. It literally talks that his covering was precious stones, you know, diamonds and all kinds of stuff, and and he even had built in pipes. So 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 like literal pipes, and so when the wind of God would blow, it would blow through those pipes and produce all this music. You know, amazing. And he was stripped of that honor to lead worship. And because he was stripped of that, now he's made us and created us to worship. And so anytime we worship, my, it just aggravates the devil because he sees us ushering in the glory of God and it's something that he will never have the privilege of doing again. And that's why why there's nothing quite... Uh, nothing quite like worshipping in spirit and in truth. Amen. But watch what we're, what we're listening to, what we're, what, we're, what we're hearing here. And watch your mouth. Your mouth is a weapon. Even what people say, you know, about the war that's going on. Watch it. Watch what you're saying. You know, uh, it is devast- It is devastating. What's happening in Gaza right now? It's dev, it's so devastating. Think about the innocent kids in. I'm talking about not the Palestinians right now. The death of the kids and all this, all that's going on and it's devastating. War is just devastating. But look what happened. Is um, Israel got attacked brutally, demonic attack, anti Christ spirit. There you go, right there. And um, if the Palestinians lay down their weapons, then, then the war would cease. If, the, if Israel lay down their weapons, there would be no more Israel. They would be wiped out. Because they're surrounded by nations, millions of them, who have hate them and don't just uh, want to cause uh, conv- uh, inflict pain they want to remove them off the map and and in talking about the last days you know uh, you've got to watch Israel because um, Israel has a part to play not only in this age but also in the age to come headquarters so psalms 122 read it pray over i remember my my parents every dinner we would pray over the food we'd bless the food and we would pray and and god bless israel and we pray for the peace of jerusalem every every mealtime man the Jewish community, even in the neighborhood that we you know, were raised up in, they said, you're you're, you're chosen like us. You're one, you're one like us because my parents loved the Jewish community. They opened their doors up. They got Hungarian uh, Jewish um, musicians to play in the house you know, with the violin and the cello. And they'll play all this beautiful Jewish music and invite the whole neighborhood just to bless them. Why are you doing this? We want to bless you. I went to the local, you know, um, synagogue here and then the, the, you know, the museum just up here in Cheatham. I went in there and just said, I want to just pray with you. I want to say, Lord, we support you. We're a church here. And uh, we stand with Israel. And we speak peace over Israel. And amen. And we have to, and as, uh, we have to, we, we, yeah, Blessed are those who pray. It's part of the, ble- it's part of the blessing. Amen. So watch your mouth. It says in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2, you are taken captive by your mouth. Taken captive. Trapped by your tongue. Think about that. Trapped. Taken. Taken captive by your, by your, by your mouth. Deuteronomy 30, I'm just going to whiz through some scriptures for you, but I, I really ask you, would you? I ask you. Maybe you don't do this often, but I ask you, take these verses and read them. Would you do that this week? Take them, read them, and go. I need to. I need to apply this in my life. Amen. Death and tongue. Death and Amen. praise the Lord. Praise you know where I'm going. I'm, I'm just one step ahead. Amen. I'm just, I'm just way ahead. So ahead that I just praise the Lord. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death is set before us. You choose, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. The choice is yours. Your your words are either faith-filled or fear-filled words. You know, I've been around people before. Anyone else uh, been around people before? I guess so. Um, And... uh, I'm just way ahead. I've just thought about what I said and didn't even say it. So can you just help me minister, please? With your autumn colors on this morning. Amen. He's embracing autumn. Anyone else? Yeah, a few people embracing autumn. Um, So anyway, I've been around some people and they've just been talking, not faith-filled words, but but fear-filled words. And what what did it do to you? What did it do to to your heart? Yeah, it, it, it made you kind of walk away. Let me explain it this way. It, it almost makes, it's like a, ugh, like dirt. I've been handling dirt. And you almost feel like, I need to take a shower. I need to scrub this off. You know what I mean? Just being in the proximity of negativity is very destructive. And in this week's devotion, it's all about atmosphere. You can set the atmosphere of your home by your words. But the choice is not God's. The atmosphere that is happening in your business, in your home, in your, in, in your church ministry, it's, it's, it's your choice. Choose only 30. Our place before you, life, death, which one is it? Choose, just choose. Which one are you going to choose? Don't be on the fence. Don't be in and out. Uh, uh, don't be one minute talking, talking life-filled words whilst in church. It's amazing how all things are possible in church for those who believe in church. But it's amazing how, like, you know, you leave church and it's like God lives in the church building and now nothing's, nothing's possible. No, 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 no. One minute talking fear, next minute talking faith. Which one? Please choose. You can't serve both. And well, is this really important? This is just like, yes. Is life important? Is death and dying prematurely, worth talking about to safeguard ourselves from experiencing premature death. Come on, is that important? It's so important. Choose. You, please make a decision. Choose life. We make a decision. This ministry speaks words of life. Because your words carry weight. Whether you realize it or not, everything's listening to you, your mouth. Not what other people are saying, but your mouth. Everything's listening to it. Your body organs are listening to what you're saying. Your mind, your blood, everything is listening to what your mouth is saying. Because it takes orders from your mouth. Your heart takes orders from your mouth. Your back takes orders from your mouth. Your mind, your clarity takes orders from your mouth. What is it hearing from you? Well, my, back, my back's just killing me. All right, all right. The back takes order, right? Let's, let's cause so severe pain that we, we kill this guy, you know? Seriously, it takes orders. It's a rudder. It sets the course. It sets the direction. So your organs are saying, okay, which direction we go in today? Well, we have to listen to the mouth. So what is the mouth? What is the mouth said? Oh, I'm getting so tired. All right, every organ starts shutting down. Let's get a bit more tired today. What? No, I don't want to. It's not about you. Remember, the rudder is spoken. The mouth has spoken. The tongue is spoken. We have to follow the, the tongue. Ah, it doesn't really work like that. Well, then you don't believe a lot of the Bible. We need to believe the Bible. Write that down in your notes. Amen. Highlight it, underline it, circle it. And make a poster out of it. And a t-shirt. Knee. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of you have to go. Right. I am. I need crop failure. On, bad words, on those bad words. Yeah, on the bad words. Right. The bad words that, right. I pull it up. You can pull it up. I said. Well I've spoken so many bad things. I ah, man. I've said things that I've. I don't said something that you later regretted saying and still regret that you said it well regret no more just pluck it up uproot it how with the same mouth that you planted it amen but then fill that void with the word pull down do you know your mouth is it 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 builds but it also tears down praise the lord it's creative and destructive Jeremiah chapter 1. It says in verse 9. Then the Lord put forth his hand, touched my mouth, and said, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words where? Where does God's words belong? In your mouth. That's where they belong. See, I have this day set you over the nations, over the kingdoms to root out, pull down, destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. So your mouth doesn't just build and plant. Your mouth actually... Pulls down, destroys. It is as destructive as it is creative. What do you want in life? Well, uh, your mouth will, will expose and tell us what you want. If you want to see something different, Brother Egan would always say this. If you want to see something different, say something different. Right? Man, anyone ever slapped their own mouth before? Or got a hold of their tongues, oh, no, you don't, don't, don't say anymore. You know, Job had to do that. He realized he came to the awareness of what, he'd be, what he had been spewing and vomiting out of his mouth at the end of his, you know, at the end of um, of Job. And he, he grabbed a hold of his, come on now, you, you, sometimes you've got to, you've got to do that to yourself. A- anyone ever had your mouth washed before with soap? Yeah. <laughs> Did your mom do that, you know? I could see uh, Scott, your mum doing that to you. You know, you, you seem like you, you're you've got a big mouth. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> How many of know that's scriptural, Big mouth. You know, that's a compliment. So I've got a scripture on it. Psalms, Psalms, 81, verse 10. You know, open wide your mouth, and, and He will fill it. Amen. He's He's got a big mouth. Amen. Um, pray for the Lord. But man, it's terrible. It's ter- it's dreadful experience having your mouth washed with, with soap. My, my parents never did it to me, but my siblings were told me it was a great idea. So, so I did it, and I found out. Very for, for innocent child growing up, you know. Um, but it's not nice, you know. For days afterwards, you burp and bubbles come out, you know. It's it's a dreadful experience. But maybe we need a mouth washing service at Faith Life Center. Maybe we need maybe we need a you know a, a, just a booth, you know, for to wash your mouth out. You know, I'm sure. All our stewards with high-vis jackets will help, help, help you out. Amen. <laughs> uh, next time you brush your teeth, brush your teeth this morning, amen. Um, uh, now, don't brush your teeth with soap, but next time you brush your teeth, brush your tongue. Please, just wash it, and, and let it serve as a reminder. Man, watch. I've got to, well, I've got to keep this guy clean, amen. <laughs> oh, man. Is this too simple? Moses spoke to the rock, and what happened? Water came out. uh, You know, uh, Ezekiel, we sang about it, spoke to the dry bones, and something started forming together. Man, an army of God started rising up. Words. 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 And there is something wrong in... There's a flaw in the human side of man, and that is in the flesh and the soul of many. And that is, it's amazing how they have an ability to pay attention when somebody is just about to tell them some gossip, some negative words. So let me tell you about this. Oh, really? What? You've got information about so-and-so? Now they've turned it into a professional hero. They're listening now. They can hear. But but before it's like you're talking all about positive stuff. And they're like, uh uh-huh, yeah yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah, yeah. All right, that's great. That's good for you, you know. Um, um, oh, but hey, let me tell you about uh, sis, you know Sister Susie. Oh, what? Tell me. I know we laugh about it, but but it's it's. Do you know what it is? There is a, a demonic force behind that. Satan is, is luring and pushing people to entertain death words. Words that have and carry the spirit of death. And its design is to kill. I encourage you this, this week, it, stop even mid-sentence. If you catch yourself, you're talking and you're talking, you, you, you can feel it's going a certain direction. Mid-sentence, and stop yourself. Oop, I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm not. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to do it. Hear the whole. Hear the whole side. Proverbs 15. Oh, I'm not going to get close to even getting into the main sermon. Yeah, but it's it's good. Proverbs 15 verse 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Your your tongue can either quieten a situation, or it can stir up stuff. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. Turn to um, two chapters on. uh, Proverbs 17, 20, 27. He who has knowledge spares his words. He's not quick to speak. He who has knowledge spares his words. And a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. There is something about I love it, when someone just has a calm spirit. Amen. You know, I used to you know times um, and I don't know why it used to bother, bother me, but it bothers a lot of people, and that's silence. Get into a lift, and no one's saying anything. And so you feel like, no, we've got to fill this space with words, just for the sake of saying words, idle words. But what's wrong with just being, you know, smiling. I mean, if you've got, if you've got nothing to say, don't say it, you know. But if you've got something to say, then, then, then say it. But, but just being calm, just being relaxed, chilled, no pressure. Hey, let's go out for dinner. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Might not even talk about anything. We won't be on our phones. We may just sit there and eat and just. This is great. (laughs) Sounds a bit boring to me. No, it's great. Like, we can just be calm. We don't have to always talk. We can just be calm. Amen. Even in our church services, you know, when there's like. Those awkward moments like in, in meetings, like between songs when you're transitioning and, or you know, when the preacher you know, has lost his place or whatever. I, we never lose our place, do we, Scott? We never we lose our place. Hey? But, but we have a tendency, oh, let's fill the, the, the gap because quietness is uncomfortable for a lot of people. I don't know why. Why is that? Why is that? It should be. One minister, he walks around from Florida. You probably know who he is. Rodney Howard Brown. He just walks around. Staring at people. (laughs) He probably hasn't got an English cup of tea in his hand. But he's just hearing. Ministers, worship leaders, write this down. And not the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost can speak to you right right here, right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. fool's lips brings contention and strife and his mouth invites a beating and that guy's asking for a beating no no listen it's not it his mouth sent out the invitations beat me please at this this o'clock your mouth feel like I'm being beaten. I feel, I feel like I'm getting beaten left and right constantly by this, by that. What invitation have we sent out? What invitations has our mouth sent out? Well, this doesn't sound very pastoral. I'm telling you, it's, it is pastoral. It's me going, hey, I love you. The devil is not always at fault. Most people's problem is them and their big mouth. Big mouth. <laughs> I'm never I'm never gonna let this guy preach ever again because he's gonna he's gonna rip into me. <laughs> but he's very humble. He said, just lay hands on me, please. Are we some of the preachers are the worst at this. I mean, preachers preachers can speak negatively. Whoa! Just go to a ministers' conference. You'll pretend to be a pastor. And you'll find out. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It ought not be. <laughs> it ought not be. It shall not be. Not in this house. Not in not in your house. Don't let your mouth invite a beating. A fool's mouth is his ruin, and his lips are the snare of his soul. You know, even as pastoring, you know, one side in marriage counseling or whatever, you know, the wife will come to me and say, Man, oh, I'm telling my husband this and the husband that, man, he's just I'm thinking, man, I'm done. Let's get that meeting together. I'm going to just rip into the husband. I'm going to saw him out. And then you, and then you go to her, sit down with a couple and you think, sir, how are you married? How have you been? How have you put up with this woman for this long? Because there's her side and there's his side and then there's the right side. Too much bickering going on and quarrelling going on between couples, ministers, churches, friends. It ought not be, and it shall not be. I had seven points to to give you. In a war, take the high ground. Number two, you have the victory over. You cannot have the victory over something you haven't declared war upon. Because God delivers us from enemies, not friends. So you've got to go, all right, sickness, you're not my friend anymore. You're my enemy. I declare war over you. You are not going to, you, you cannot stand foot in my house. Number three, you've got to know yourself, you've got to know your onboard power. Whew. Number four, if you live casually, you're running a risk of becoming a casualty. Number five, those called to war do not entangle themselves in civilian life. Number six, special forces have specific missions and you must take responsibility. Paul said to the Romans in Romans 1, 14, What a tremendous responsibility I have, I, I, I feel, to take the gospel to the Jews and Gentiles. Take responsibility amen hallelujah. hallelujah number seven special forces win battles together they win battles together special forces win battles together special forces make a way for the enemy to come in and continue the bulk of the fight special forces make a way for the main army to come in and 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 and, and Do the book of the fire. When an army loses sight of their common enemy, people begin to fight against each other. You cannot go into your destiny locked arms with people who are walking the other way. So I had seven points. I had another four points, but uh, I, I have no time. Amen. We have a common goal. That is a spirit of fear trying to come against us. And we've got to look after each other. Amen. We've got to look after each other. No more gossip. Church. No no talking badly about anybody. I don't care what they did. Their actions. None of your business. What? Yeah, but they did it to me. None of your business. You will not give an account of their actions. You'll give an account of your actions. Yeah, but they said this. None of, none, none of your business. But they said it about me. None of your business. None of your business. You're not going to give an account of their words. You're going to give an account of your words. Live like that and we'll be free. we will be like, great. And undeterred. And then we'll maximize on every hour and we'll see His kingdom come and His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Can we stand up? Man, I just felt like really relaxed. I I didn't sweat. I didn't scream. I didn't finish my message. I didn't even touch on my message. But but I feel the Holy Ghost is just, He's helping us. You know, uh, I plead with you once again. Go over this. Do you know? Do you know what? You know. Uh, subscribe to YouTube, right? Do that, and 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 like our Facebook uh, uh, post on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, Faith Life Center. Subscribe to it. Why don't you go? Just go ahead and subscribe, and watch it back. Do it on Facebook too. Watch it back. Take note of all the scriptures. Read them, and do what I felt impressed in my heart for us to do, and that is this. Read them again and go, okay, I must apply this to my life right here and right now. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Hallelujah. You know, the, wor- the worship team are going to lead us in worship. But I want to pray over the offering this morning. If you need to prepare your, your gifts, if you need an envelope, if you need to uh, pay attention to the instructions on the screen, knowing how to give, the team are going to put it on the on the board here you can scan the QR code still give by cash You still give by check you can still fill out cards and put your details the easiest way is to do a direct uh, bank transfer but let's um, you know, bring bring the tithe which is his bring offerings to the house of the Lord we can do that now and we're going to worship and I'm going to pray Father thank you for speaking to us because you love us so much you love us so much the thief came for no other reason you said but to steal kill and destroy but Jesus you said I have come for this reason you want to know why I've come that they may have life that they may have life life to the full till it overflows so that's what you came to give us and so our Lord I thank you that every person who has made Jesus the Lord of their life their portion is abundant life So you take care of everything lord i pray by your spirit reassure anyone who's walked into this place uncertain about their bills being paid uncertain about needs being met father i pray that they would go way past knowing that you care for their needs and having their needs paid for lord i pray that they'll realize according to psalms 37 verse 4 that even the desires that are in their heart lord you'll grant it as they seek you and serve you and obey you and give what's yours the tithe and be generous in life support the work of god and help other people father i thank you you will fill all the gaps and bring an abundant supply surplus for this house in jesus name i declare prosperity i declare favor i declare promotion come on church amen amen and your kingdom come and your will be done On earth as it is in in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.